Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. Busy week here in New Amsterdam Radio, but thank you so much for rocking with me. Hey, we had a couple of bonus editions of the show. Now we're getting back on track with episode 145. Welcome, citizens, to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives, thinkers, and doers. And I like to hope that I'm able to sit down with people from different walks of life to really give you insight from all different facets of what it really means to do the thing. You know, whatever that thing may be. In the early episodes, I said, if you want to be a break dancer, a pop locker, or a painter, but also if you want to be a business owner, have employees, build your own thing, build your own empire, build your own universe, you can do that as well. If there's anyone or any kind of industry you want me to go and deep dive into, let me know by following the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. But I promise I won't do through all of the advertisements because you guys are the best community on the planet rocking with me as we grow this show little by little, brick by brick. My guest this week, Michelle Mehta, is a thought leader that had her own experience being a speaker with Toastmasters and TEDx and is just doing great things. Kind of like a life coach for those in the adolescent mind frame, I guess, age frame, <laughs> age demographic. Uh, she's used as a launching pad to really be a force for good. And she's writing her own book detailing her journey. And I know a lot of us, we go through odd and unique experiences, especially us creatives and us entrepreneurs. We always think about putting things to paper. Um, I wrote my book, uh, more information about that at the end of the show. So they're able to sit down with someone else as they are at the beginning stages of writing their own story is something that's pretty cool. Let me know what you think of this week's episode. Email me, you know, at newamsterdam at gmail.com or at info at newamsterdam.com. Either one uh, goes to the same mailbox as all aliases anyway. Uh, just let me know what you think about this guest, all the other guests, and all the other episodes of New Amsterdam Radio Canon. But enough of me rambling. Now it's time for my chat with Michelle Mehta. Welcome back to the Ram Sam Radio, the podcast for creative thinkers and doers. It is I, the mayor of Global Boys, in the mayor's office. And as always, I'm not alone. I'm being joined by author, TEDx speaker. Someone has a real cool perspective of what it means to be a teenager today. Please welcome Michelle Mehta. How are you doing? I'm so well. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure getting to know you and meet you and come to find out you're literally down the street from my house. I love that. Yeah, we're hanging out in SoCal and just talking like, wait, you're you're we're just on the street. It's great. <laughs> it's so because sometimes with this show and having guests, I mean, I've I've been on shows from Georgia, like Soviet Georgia, or like Russia, and have someone like down the street. It's pretty cool. Down to 405 is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, up and down four or five. We know what that's all about. Yeah, yeah, it's a parking lot. <laughs> um, so what's cool about you is that if you put your name into into the Google machine, one thing that comes up off the rip is that you had a TEDx talk about something called the adversity quotient. And this was why I said, I have to know more about this. Can you talk to me about that? What is the adversity quotient and how did you get involved with TEDx? Yeah, absolutely. So we've all heard about emotional quotient. What's your EQ, especially in the personal development world? We've all about what we've all heard about IQ. What's your intelligent quotient? We've all heard about the social quotient, which is who are your friends and how do you hang out with them. But the adversity quotient is that one thing that you need to 
prevent you from jumping off that cliff and committing suicide. It's that mm. one thing that you will need to stay off that depression cycle. It's that one thing that you will need to stay off the anxiety cycle. So adversity is how far will you go to achieve your goals with all the naysayers in front of you? Yeah. That's the adversity quotient in a nutshell. And and this was a product of, of years of you leaning into this holistic, uh, this mental yeah. health, uh, I should say, area or expertise. Why did you decide this was your path? I know a lot of people are, are about mental health, they're conscious of it, but there's a another decision to be made to say, I'm going to make this my passion or my career. Yeah, there was a Bollywood actor that passed away in 2020. Mm-hmm. And he was intelligent. He was an engineer that turned actor, which is unheard of in the Bollywood industry. Mm-hmm. And he had amazing sets of friends because he had to go make new ones from coming from different parts of India into the big film industry. And he was super intelligent. But the one thing that prevented that basically allowed him to pass away was the adversity quotient. There was an article that was written about how he didn't have the adversity to come out of it because there were speculations about the fact that he had committed suicide. Mm. But no one really knows the truth. There's been so many articles about him being murdered. There's so many articles about him committing suicide, but no one really knew the truth. And at the time that I was applying for my TED Talk, because I had the opportunity to work with a TEDx coach. I was working with the speaker coach and then from the speaker coach, the speaker coach was saying, hey, I'm applying for TED Talks. You guys should too. Let me know if you're interested. And I was like, hell, you know what? I'm interested because I thought that was a goal that I had in 2025, 2030. Didn't realize it was actually going to be a 2020 goal in the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. And so I was applying and then I was thinking about, okay, what's my expertise? And I was thinking team confidence. And I said, okay, how do I, and I came across this article because actor was my favorite actor. And I came across this article and I said, you know what? That is one thing. If he did commit suicide, then the adversity quotient was the part where he failed at. Because this is interesting to me. We all talk about the the inciting incident, right? The the, the, the moment we say, this is what we want to do. I I was looking at your niche, looking more towards the adolescents, the the problems they go through, cyberbullying, self-identification. why then? Why that niche? Why Why not? Why would made you say, you know what, these teens need more assistance or more help? Yeah. So I was actually coaching women and I had no desire of ever coaching children because I was like, I'll have children of my own when I'm ready to. But the idea of me ever coaching children never came to me or even teenagers, as a matter of fact, because I mm-hmm. thought that's something that my sister's really good at. Like she's really good at kids. So I'm going to take care of the adults. Like that's how we kind of created life. And I went to my middle school on their career day and I was in front of hundred kids between the ages of 11 to 14 years old. Mm. And I asked them this one question, how many of you have evil voices inside of your head? Every Mm. single hand went up Mm -hmm. and I was already working with the business coach. And I told the business coach at the end of my presentation, I'm like, I don't care what we've been working on. We got to shift gears like now. And I need to create a brand new marketing. I need to create brand new advertisements, a brand new image, because I am that teen conference coach that people need. Because if these kids walk around with their voices of telling them they're not smart enough, they're overweight, they're not good enough, that they're stupid, that they're idiots, they're going to make lifelong decisions based on these results. And I had that experience where my entire world shifted when I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And I created stories around, I'm never going to be good enough. 
it's not even worth trying. And since I don't want to try, I might as well not matter. And it created a spiral in the way I chose relationships and the way I chose jobs in corporate America. And I said, these kids have a bright future. They don't even know what life is all about. Right, right. And so I thought I have to change it. And so then I became the change I wanted to see in the world. And that's how I started spending more time with kids and learning more about them. And I mean, I've dealt with people having video game issues where parents don't know what to do about it. Bullying in terms of, you know, having this fad diet of I got to look good enough and they're size zero. These teenage girls are size zero and they think they're fat. Mm -hmm. Right. They're trying to keep up with the Kardashians mm -hmm. body image. Right. And um, things about low self-esteem. What if I don't get into my dream college? What if I don't get into my dream career? What if no one likes me? What if my boyfriend doesn't like me anymore? What if my girlfriend doesn't like me anymore? I don't know what I'm like. I don't know who I am anymore. Am I a boy? Am I a girl? Am I in between? Do I like only boys? Do I like only girls? How do I figure that out? What's the yeah. real me? Yeah. Uh, so I started coaching them around that. When you were an adolescent, was there any like a proto version of you, like a, like an early version of you that were a confidence coach, or would you kind of navigate those teen years basically on your own? I navigated um, teenage years based on I had a like one of the things that kept me afloat was the family. I'm always surrounded by family. I can get 50 people within a five mile radius. One text can invite 50 people to my house, pandemic or no pandemic. And that's the energy I grew up in. That's the environment I grew up in. And so for me, it was how do I keep up with, you know, this image of I'm not going to let anybody tell me I'm wrong or this image of I am struggling, but I'm not going to let anybody know I'm struggling. I'm just going to mm -hmm. figure it out on my own. Mm -hmm. And through that, I just kind of buried in feelings. I'm actually in the process of writing a chapter for another book that's coming out. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually really talking about my journey of how it made me the coach that I am. Because I was bullied in middle school for giving hugs to people. Wow. I was bullied in high school for being called a lesbian because mm -hmm. I gave a compliment to a girl. And I said, I liked her lipstick. And my friends thought I was a lesbian because I liked her lipstick. Right. So there was always something about me that never fit in with the peers because I had this wise soul, older soul thing going on and hanging out with family that my aunts and uncles, I always got to connect with them at a deeper level. And so for that reason, it was very difficult when someone told me I was lesbian. I was like, I don't even know what that means. Right. And I never saw myself with another woman, but there was just this stigma that was around it. And now people are craving for hugs. But that was something that, you know, my friends were like, don't hug me because in their household, their parents were fighting left, right and center. And out of the group that I was hanging out with, six of my friends' parents divorced and mine was the one that stayed together and are still together. Yeah. So the environment definitely played a role. And then I was, um, I was molested at the age of 16 mm -hmm. and that sh totally shifted my world. That totally shifted the way I saw things. And, um, and it just almost felt like, you know, you have this image of your first kiss is going to be the varsity football player, right. not realizing it's going to be somebody from your own household. Right. Absolutely. Right. And so all those scenarios made me realize when I'm in front of these, when I was in front of these kids that, oh my God, they're surrounded by adults in their late thirties, forties, and fifties. They don't even want to remember their teenage years. 
because people wipe them out. And I was 30 at that time. And I said, if I don't relate to them now, I'm never going to relate to them because the age gap was so little between me and the teens that I was working with. Yeah. Well, the fact you so, do that is a lot. That's great that you're able to give that back and be a positive force for good. Yes. Yeah, so that's my story of how not only did I become um, an advocate for adversity and reducing anxiety and depression, but you know, it's more about just celebrating the women and the men that we are every single day, finding something to be positive about. You know, I've heard from other mental health professionals uh, that sometimes in the path of helping others, you yourself can be mentally drained, right? How can you pour from an empty cup? Uh, what do you do to make sure you have that battery, I guess, to keep continuing to give on to other people? Yeah, absolutely. I love personal development. I became a personal development junkie. And so when I say that, I mean, I'm always working with some, a professional. Um, my first year of being an entrepreneur, I hired 19 coaches. Mm. Not because there was something wrong with me, but just because I wanted to learn all aspects of the coaching industry. I wanted to be that fighting force behind people's voices. And so for me, they are the ones that keep me on check to make sure my cup's full and allowing me to celebrate the little things and giving me homework assignments of, you know, write three things that you're grateful for before going to bed or write an affirmation statement 10 times before going to bed. So the same statement, you write that 10 times. Mm -hmm. And that kind of keeps my cup full or um, even just the idea of talking to a new human being. For me, I'm an extrovert. But the pandemic made me into an introvert because of all the creative work that I was doing. So right. now I'm an ambivert and I, I've learned to recharge with my introverted side of not talking to anybody and just stepping away from the bubble. Yeah, yeah. Of That's other people and just, you know, walking away. Kind of cool that you found a way to adapt. Not that you have to adapt, but the fact that you found a way to adapt. Yes. Pretty, pretty Long nice. drives on PCH totally yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no traffic, sure. <laughs> I, I'm actually reading your bio and it says that you were on The Tonight Show. Oh, that happened. <laughs> I had tickets to go see The Tonight Show and I actually got to shake hands with Jay Leno because I was in the front row. And not only did I shake his hand like um, more than once, I was they followed me across the stage as I went and I shook hands from different angles from oh, the that's, stage. So that's cool. I was on TV for a little while. Yeah, I mean, it must have been surreal to see the whole like movie business thing with the yes. cameras and the shiny floors and all that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, so your brand, if I can say that, is is growing, and and it, and it, it came from the from scratch. It wasn't like anyone handed you the keys or anything. What's that been like? Uh, with every step, every win, every challenge, how you describe your entrepreneurial side, your journey to someone else and you were looking from the outside in? Yeah, absolutely. What I've been told by people that know me, oh my God, how'd you do it? And I said, with every no, I turned into a yes. I got introduced to coaching in 2015, where I took, where I went to a volunteering event and this elderly senior citizen was there volunteering as well. And he goes, he was asking me some questions, like, what are you passionate about? And it's like, I really want to help people for the right reasons. Because I was tired of corporate America teaching us to help people for their numbers, for their company. Whether it was right for the customer, wrong for the customer, it didn't matter. It's the customer, the company wanted it for their customer. And I was tired of that. So I wanted to change. 
And he said, you know what, Michelle, you should look into coaching. I'm like, you mean sports coaching? He goes, no, <laughs> life coaching. And I'm like, life coaching? What's that? He goes, talk to my daughter. She's been a coach for 10 years and she loves it. So I did. And I spoke to her and I followed her path of taking the right courses. And I got certified through the Coactive Training Institute here um, in California. And I started my journey. And I remember telling my parents, I'm going to take this coaching class. And they're like, no, 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 don't take it. What, how are you going to get your clients? Like, you know, don't do this. You're meant to be doing something else. Yeah. And I said, just watch me. Yeah. And, it, and I did. And they're like, don't get certified right now. You have so much going on in your life. I just said, just watch me. Yeah. And I got yeah. certified. And that's what gave me the ticket to leave corporate America. Because I got laid off on October 30th, 2018. And on November 1st, I hired a business coach. So things move fast in my world. Apparently, geez, <laughs> took Halloween off. Would you go trick or treat? <laughs> go, okay, now exactly. <laughs> exactly. So things move really fast in my world. So and uh, yeah, and I, you know, during the 2020, I was actually dating somebody for it was a short term relationship. And the guy was in finance. And he said, Michelle, the world's going to turn upside down with this pandemic. Don't do anything new. Don't invest in anything. And I said, just watch me. Yeah. And I did. I uh, continued on with my TEDx journey. I continued on with my um, opportunity to be on podcasts. And I continued on with doing a TV segment for Fox. And it all happened during the pandemic. So mm. I take every no into the next opportunity. Like N-O equals next opportunity. Wow, so I've had people tell me, you know, what are you doing in your free time? I'm like, oh, you know, just writing. What are you writing about? I just co-authored four books. Yeah. Two last year, the two year before. So, you know, things when you're in align with your purpose and you're aligned with your mission and your soul is open, literally when it's open, opportunities come in your ways that you would have never imagined. Uh, we had mentioned this before going live that that my family, uh, I'm, I'm a first generation American. My parents are immigrants. And I guess the, the, the manual is that you get a good job. You do what you yes. get to do, you get a good job. And and when I decided to say, look, I'm going to go my own journey, for me, it was comedy and filmmaking. Uh, it was kind of met with a confusion. You know what I mean? And I think you said you applied that to you of, hey, don't do this, go do this. Now that you're in it, now that you have clients, now that you're impacting lives, has you have you seen your network turn around? Have they go, oh, oh wow, we, we totally were, were in Michelle's brand. What's going on? Like, what was the, the, the view with that? Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because whenever I meet somebody, they're like, oh my God, we have a celebrity in our family. We have a celebrity walking in. And I'm like, yeah, please. Right. Thank you so much. And it's changed because at first they were like coaching. What is that? Like, that's so dumb. And now the people would be like, oh my God, everybody should have a coach. Everybody should have a mentor. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Now that you, now I'm X equal. Now you get to brag. That doesn't right. go in alignment. I'm like, I wish you were supportive from the beginning instead of like dismissing it because I, I am also a first generation American. And I say, America created these careers for a reason. Mm -hmm. Instead of blocking them off, why don't we embrace it? Mm -hmm. Americans, you know, Americans created careers around acting and music and dancing and coaching and psychology. They colleges, massive amount of colleges offer these programs for a reason. Why? Because they want people to embrace their creative side. Yeah. And I feel like with the immigrant families, they don't know that. They don't understand that because they just had three tracks, art, science, and commerce, pick one. 
Right. <laughs> it's true. I, I, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Uh, I, it's kind of early yet. I mean, the time this episode airs is going to be like the last two weeks of February. Uh, what does the next 12 months look like? We're, I want to say getting out of a pandemic. We don't really know. But we're in phase two or three of this pandemic. There's a whole virtual real life hybrid thing to your craft. What do you want to do from the professional side for your brand or for your company? I honestly think that more and more people should step out and not blame the pandemic for anything. Because pandemic is what? It's just a thing. It's how you make that thing into your favor. I tell people I secretly caused the pandemic because the universe couldn't handle my success. Yeah. In January, I was featured on ABC and a news article came out. February, my book launched. And in March, I was on a cover of the local Indian magazine. And then the world shut down. Yeah. So not only did the world shut down, but it created my brand. I'm now a TEDx speaker. I've co-authored four books. I'm on to the fifth one. And I'm also in the process of writing my own. Mm -hmm. So things happen if you choose to see it. Start taking responsibility for your day-to-day -day actions. Start mm -hmm. thinking, what is one thing that I can do differently? Not all days start with Mondays, you know. We do have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Seven days. I mean, seven different right. reasons to do something different. But I'm always like, diet starts Monday. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> eating healthy next Monday, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I got to mention this. Uh, you uh, were so gracious to let uh, us know that available on your website at michellemaita.com, uh, you have the Motivate Your Teen to Success Guide, 10 Secrets to Motivate Any Teen to Help Them Be Confident. Um, I got to ask, can, can adults learn something here too, or is it just for teens? No, it's actually, I call it for teens because teens is the way that they're moldable. I can't even talk. They're moldable. It means, you know, they're in the curiosity stage of life. Mm -hmm. Adults sometimes feel like they know it all. Been there, done that, I know it all. There's nothing for mm -hmm. me to learn. So when I say it's for teenagers, it's kind of like a marketing thing because when it's open to teenagers, parents are always going to read it. They're going to check it out to see if it's actually teenage safe. It's kind of oh. like parental advisory, right? Oh, PG-13, yeah. right? But it's basically about communication styles. It's about taking responsibility. It's about having that positive self-talk. It's about how to achieve your goals and to decide what you want to go after it. And it's a little bit about my story and how these 10 tips have not only shaped my teenage career, but it's also shaped the woman that I am today. You can probably get that online, available now. I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, better check that out because it's just pretty cool. Your story is inspiring. Uh, I was watching a lot of your interviews, and um, what I liked about this particular one, because like, I'm a firm believer in invisible mentors too, like having mentors you that you don't know they're mentors. I don't use the word idols because that sounds kind of like, Bleh, but but yeah. people are you look up to, and they don't even know you're looking up to them, but it's called The Matter of. You're on a show called The Industry Show, uh, yeah. and you're talking about Ariana Huffington, which has been an advocate for total wellness uh, in her late yeah. stages of her career because she almost like passed away due to exhaustion multiple times. Uh, I guess what I'm asking you now that everything is pretty much going your way, books are being written and printed. People are asking for your, 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 your engagement. People are asking for your expertise. What are you doing about the total wellness of things? How are you approaching the body, the mind, the soul, while things are kind of working out in your favor? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, Ariana Huffington, I met her in 2014. Oh, and awesome. she was talking about 
her book called Thrive. And it was about her journey of how she ended up in the ER based on her exhaustion. And she was married to a senator and she was a Greek heritage and mom of two daughters. And her story really inspired me. So throughout my coaching journey, I always had that, I call it the captain, the voice in front in my head that's always leading the ship. And Ariana Huffington was the one that always led my ship because I thought if Ariana can do it, then definitely Michelle can do it. And I owe a lot of my success to that voice inside my head that became Ariana Huffington. Because to me, it was about owning up to what's important. To me, it was about being true to where I'm headed. And when it comes down to total wellness, I've learned to tap into my body more. I learned to see when my heart's expanding, when my stomach is in knots, I don't just walk over it. I pause and I listen. And that to me has never been taught in school. We are so focused in our mind that everybody forgets about what's happening neck down. Mm -hmm. And through my coaching journey, I've started to embrace that. When it comes down to my soul, I ask myself, how am I really feeling in this moment? Because I've been so detached from my emotions, not able to feel what I was actually feeling in that moment. Like I cry really easily and I laugh, but is that really it? Or is there more to it? And I've learned in the past couple of years through my coaching journey of working with different coaches that there's just so much than just laughter and tears mm-hmm. and crying. I've embraced the fact that every time I could pick up the knife and throw it, it wouldn't go anywhere because I wouldn't know how to throw a knife. But I could sit there and <laughs> cry immensely and celebrate the fact that I have tears flowing. Yeah, And that's allowed me to really slow down. I, I get pulled in so many directions. We all get pulled in so many directions. Being a mom, a wife, a daughter, a sister, a friend, all of it. But always ask yourself, what is it that I'm doing right now? And staying present. Because right here, right now is what matters. There you have it. Woo! Dropping bars, man. I love it. <laughs> Michelle, uh, I've learned so much about you. Yes, but I learned so much about the balance of being passionate and having uh, a mindset that goes along with it. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show this week. Uh, really, uh, it's inspiring. And that's where we use a lot in this in this business, but it truly really is inspiring. Thank yeah. you so much. If, if anyone's listening right now and they want to connect with you or book you, how do you go about doing that? Yeah, I'm available on all things social. It is I A M Michelle Meta. So I A M M I C H E L L E M E H T A. And you can find me on all things social. That includes LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So go ahead and just follow me. And I'm available to have conversations. I can book calls with you because at this point, we as a collective need to grow. We as a collective need to rise above the ashes. And I would love for you guys to join me on this train of rising above the ashes. Can you, can you teach me how to dance on TikTok? Because I can't. I, I'm the worst at that. I, I have no rhythm whatsoever. I know, right? But I actually, so here's a caveat, which okay. is I will follow other people's content because that inspires me to one day maybe showcase and do a dance. So I just see what's trending because it is just so nice to see other people being happy. I'll, I'll do that next Monday when I do my diet. There you go. <laughs> Please come back in a future episode. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely.
Hey, before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell younger me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World is available on Amazon. Just look for me at Global Voice. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.